You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. This is Women to Watch. I don't think you can truly change for the better in a lasting, meaningful way unless it is driven by self-acceptance. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Be inspired by women from across the globe. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. What I know to be true is that women were always meant to lead. And by shining a light on those doing it well today, my hope is that more women will find their own voice. Now, here's the owner, founder, and host of Women to Watch, Sue Rocco. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch. I'm Sue Rocco, and it's so great to be here. Um, And settling into spring makes me very happy. Before we begin, just a brief reminder to stay with us during the breaks to hear from our exclusive watch team of women leaders. Our corporate partners bring valuable and exciting news from their industries each week, and we continue to be so very grateful for their support. If you're interested in learning more about our watch team, and how you can be a part of the show each week, feel free to email taylor at womentowatch.net. That's taylor at women2watch.net, N-E-T. Now, I am very honored and excited to welcome to the show this evening, Liz Kaplow. Liz is the founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you, Susan. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's wonderful to have you. And uh, just so our listeners know, you're joining us from New York? Yes, New York City. Is that where you are today? Yeah. Love it. Um, I want to get started. And and as always, we start at the very beginning. And one of the things you shared with me, um, which I loved hearing, was how growing up, you learned the art of conversation at the dinner table. Um, tell tell our listeners why those memories are so very um, fresh in your mind. Sure. You know, I grew up the youngest of three kids with a big age difference between me and my brother and sister. So when they went off, I was the one left around the dinner table with my mom and dad. And we became kind of like contemporaries, if you will, where, you know, I, they they were there, I was there, and we talked about whatever was going on in their world. And, you know, especially with my dad, 
being, you know, a businessman, a sort of traditional nine to five textile executive, he many times sat down at the table looking like he was in deep thought. And I would start to ask him questions about his day, about, you know, what, what was going on with him in business. And, you know, it kind of sparked something in him. And that gave me the reinforcement to ask more questions. And before you knew it, we would have a really great back and forth conversation really about the heart of business, which really is about people. And I learned that, you know, just by asking questions, I could really get somebody to be more animated and excited. From his standpoint, you know, over time, he started asking me my opinion, and it created, you know, really this sort of wonderful cacophony of conversation, if you will. My mother being an artist, kind of the opposite of my dad, um, is just the most incredibly optimistic, high-energy person always was introducing creativity and the arts. And so you kind of had this very wide conversation. Um, and I went into their world and they kind of brought me along, which I think in some ways really helped me understand the important foundational elements of having a career and of having business. And and questioning, right? It, it's yes. so interesting how powerful asking someone questions is to helping them open up. You know, when you were describing it to me, I I was thinking it. I think it's common for children to try and engage with a parent who seems um, distant or distracted. Yes. And I was wondering if you think it's different today for parents and their children. We're so much more involved in their lives. Yes. It is true. I think, you know, we, as, as, as a kid, you kind of went to them, whereas I think with my own kids and I see with generations subsequent, subsequent that, you know, where we are so much more sort of involved um, with the kids. But I think in either case, you know, the point is to be plugged in. The point is to remember to, to talk and to sort of take this moment to be present no matter where you are. It's something I've kept with me my whole life and that I want to share and continue to share, not just with our agency, but sort of with other women. And I think in a time with so many distractions, the time we have now more than ever and social media layered on top of that and everything that we need to stay up on with pop culture and the news, it really is important to remember to be present. And it's sort of this family first idea. Um, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be a lot of time, but that the time spent is really time well spent. Yeah. And consistent, right? Yes. Checking in consistently. Um, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Liz Kaplow, the founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. Um, you also told me about visiting your dad's place of work. Yes. And back back then, that was a unique thing to do, right? Oh my um, gosh, it was. Yeah. You Tell me about what it was in those visits that allowed you to recognize the importance of mentors. Yes, absolutely. So as I said, you know, he was he was a corporate guy. He was in the textile business and it was very male dominated. In fact, it was, you know, 99% male dominated. And but because I had shown so much interest, I guess around the dinner table, you know, he saw that he could bring, you know, he offered to bring me in. I really wanted to go to his office and to see what it was all about. 
And I just was so fascinated. There's a picture that I still keep where, you know, I'm sitting, you know, down at his desk. He sort of looks like he's dressed in this like madman suit, you know, that he, of that <laughs> era. And I'm looking up at him. And over time, what happened is that it really opened up the world to business and understanding. And when I got a bit older, he sort of identified this one woman within the business. And, you know, he said you can shadow her over a summer. And that was really great because I got to see. It's one thing to hear and to talk about experiences theoretically. It's another to really sort of see you see a path for yourself. And that's what I saw because I saw in this woman, Pat Patassi, I happen to remember her name, that she could sit in a room. She could sit in a boardroom. She could sit in the conference room. She could have power. And it, it helped show me a path at that point. Mm. And mentorship yeah. as a result has really become a very, very important part of my life, both for the mentors. I spotted them uh, along the way. And then also giving back to that next generation. Do you do you find yourself, Liz, being that woman in um, within your company, right? So you're, you're the founder and the CEO, you own the company, recognizing women perhaps that work for you that might need a chat, might need a talking to, yes. you know, to, to ha- kind of help. It is such a good question because mentorship really, you're so smart, Susan. I mean, it really does. It's a good question. It comes before... <laughs> The actual work of the mentorship, it comes from identifying someone who maybe is a little more quiet or someone who is going through a challenge, which we all know um, is is with all of us these days. And, and it's gotten a little harder to do because we're not always together in a room to see that. But yes, mm. part of my role now is to really bring out the people within the agency, you know, to, to get those mentors. And we've set up a mentorship program um, to really make certain that people are matched and that there is a safe place for them to talk about it and see things that they don't see outside of what they do each and every day. Mm, yeah, I, I think it is so incredibly different that we're not all together in the same room, but it's changing. Yes. You know, it's it, the hybrid is, exactly. is becoming a part, part of... Yes, yes. Um, we're going to go into our first break. Stay with us for our watch team, and I'll be back with Liz Kaplow, again, the founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. We'll be right back. Now the women to watch. Finance Watch. Finance Watch. At Penn Community Bank, we're committed to giving you the tools and resources you need to succeed financially. You've likely heard a million plans or strategies to save, whether a friend shared what works for them or you turned to the internet for advice. Here's what you probably haven't been told. The easiest and most effective way to save is by saving automatically. Yes, automatically. Just set it and forget it. Similarly to how employees save for retirement through a 401k program at work, you can just adjust money to go directly into your savings account. Try the split to save method by working with your employer to have a certain amount from each paycheck go directly into a savings account. Even just 10% of your paycheck being deposited directly into savings is bound to work for any savings goal eventually. Want to be more hands-on? Try the auto-transfer method by instructing your bank to transfer a fixed amount from your checking account to your savings account on a schedule that works for you, such as once a month or every payday. Watching these automatic deposits add up is a surefire way to meet your goal and build financial resilience and independence. 
Before you know it, you'll be able to cover unexpected expenses without relying on a credit card or a loan. Most importantly, don't be ashamed of only being able to save a small amount. Do what you can with what you have. Start small, think big. Saving is something you won't regret. Visit PennCommunityBank.com to learn more. Penn Community Bank, here we are and here we grow. Women to watch. Sports watch. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jen Welker and you are listening to Sports Watch. You know, it's interesting every time I hear uh, the phrase trailblazer and people, you know, edify you with it and say it with reverence and there is a, a visible and visceral feeling and imagery that I get when it comes up. And it's literally that the trailblazer means you're the one taking all the branches to the face, right? Those unattractive branches swing back and smack you not so gently at times in the face and they wake you up and you go, Oh, well that, that was a big branch or that was uncomfortable. And, you know, let me, let me take this ax and, and cut it out of the way so that the next person will have a cleaner path. And that's what trailblazer means. It means facing the unexpected, taking branches to the face and continuing to push forward so that the second will have an easier journey so that the third will have a path to follow so that you get to a place and a space where you have a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. And at some point you're, you're no longer talking about first because there are strengths in numbers. So the challenge is when you are the first, that also means you are inherently the only. And it means that the entire narrative surrounding something rests squarely on your shoulders. When you are that woman or that person, right, who is a sample set of one, you're setting a standard for what is possible for all other women. Follow me and all my adventures, or you could say misadventures, on Welter47 on Instagram or at jwelter47 on Twitter. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined by Liz Kaplow this evening, the founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. Liz is based in New York and has, for the past more than 20 years, um, ran a very successful communications firm with lots of big name clients. We'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. I just want to finish up a little bit with your, um, you know, your personal story. And I love the fact that you had the influence of this business sense from your dad and your mom being this wonderful artist. Um, you played the violin, the piano, the guitar. So you were clearly musical. Tell me um, how you feel that part of you has helped you in your professional career. Oh, yeah. I really believe that creativity and introducing that at a young age really helped me. I think to this day, when you talk with people about their backgrounds, it's so interesting to learn of, you know, what they were sort of exposed to all the way from music. As you said, you know, I just absolutely was involved in music from the time I was the littlest of kids. I was singing. Um, I loved the violin. I got involved with the piano, but it 
really, really hit and, and clicked with the guitar because I grew up at a time with these amazing singer-songwriters, namely Joni Mitchell, that allowed me to kind of have all the angst that a lot of teens have. I kind of spent in my room working out songs, her, Joni Mitchell songs by ear on the guitar. And then it also became a great social sort of tool to gather people around the campfire, to later play in coffee houses and see that we could connect that way. And I I really believe what my mother introduced from a creative standpoint of bringing me to museums at an early age, only for an hour. That was her rule. She never wanted me to get bored. She always wanted to leave where I'd want to see more. And all of these oh, that was things, smart. so smart. All of these things really yeah. helped lay a very good groundwork, I believe, for thinking critically for coming up with creative solutions in business, and honestly, for thinking outside the lines, sort of the tight lines mm. of the way that, you know, something's just been handed to you. Yeah. Was there ever a dream ever of pursuing music or theater for you? Uh, you know, I don't really think that that was so much a dream because the practical side of me, you know, really... I was just so pulled by business. That mm. was the crazy thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole story in and of itself, but getting involved with PR and getting involved with storytelling and understanding that that was sort of at the basis of public relations and what I brought to founding the agency. I think that I saw so much of that as a creative endeavor, but, you know, that that was really, it happened so early on that that grabbed me that, that that was the direction that I took. You know, your grandfather was also an influence on you. I love that all the yes. family members contributed there. And, and he taught you the importance of relationships. In what way? Yes. Oh, wow. So he was something. He was a landlord um, and he had to go to collect the rent in buildings where, you know, at that time, people really sometimes weren't able to make ends meet, much less pay the rent. And what he did, and, uh, and he used to tell me about this, you know, he would go to visit with the people and he would ask them how they were doing. He would sit down, ask how their family, how their kids were. And even if they couldn't pay him that month, you know, you always got the sense that it was about the people first and forming relationships with them. And they liked him. I mean, he was he was such a happy, positive, you know, force. And I saw that. And you know what? When they could, they did pay him. And he led a really happy life in doing what he was doing. So I think it really taught me early on the importance of people first, relationships first. It's something that I really carried with me. Yeah. Tell me your your choice to go off to Vassar um, was based on what, what were your aspirations at that time? Did you know I'm going to go right into PR marketing communications? Yeah. I mean, again, it kind of goes back to the thinking and the reading critically. And, you know, I just was so interested as an English major in literature. You know, even I can remember like Russian novel, which is a little bit intimidating when you look at the size of these books. The professor just, you know, he he made it so fascinating about these people and their, you know, modern American poetry. All of this just absolutely fascinated me and got me to think about language and writing. And again, you know, in new ways through the discussion. 
collaboration in a, in a workshop or a small class where you could hear people's point of view, where the teacher, the professor becomes like a leader, but also a conduit to bringing out the opinions of different people. All of these are leadership skills that I think I didn't recognize it at the time, but I think that it laid down for me that, I mean, the, the issue with the liberal arts education was that I came out of that having absolutely no idea how to apply that to a career. Mm -hmm. And so it was, again, my dad who was doing work with Fashion Institute of Technology at the time. And what, what happened there was that they were just starting a one-year program in advertising and communications. And I ran over to the school and said, can I, can I start this? Can I have something I would love to get into? I kind of rushed this um, admissions in and I did it. And it was the opposite of Vassar because all of the professors came from industry and it was teaching through real case studies. And that was when I discovered public relations for the first time. And I absolutely loved it in that course. You know what? We're going to go into another break. When we come back, I want you to tell the story of the book fair, because I love that story okay. about, you know, a parent okay. saying something to you and you recognizing your abilities um, to form relationships and how you could influence others. It's a great yes. story. Of course. Stay with us again for our watch team and we'll be back with Liz Kaplow. Now, the women to watch, military watch. When high school student Darren gets home after a day like any other American teenagers, she takes on a much different role, one that is often reserved for adults. Since she was eight years old, Darren puts on daddy's legs each day and helps care for her father, a wounded warrior. Hi, I'm Carol Eggert, Senior Vice President of Military Affairs at Comcast NBC Universal. A parent's service to the country impacts millions of children, and each April, we recognize and celebrate these amazing young people. Since 1986, the Department of Defense has dedicated April as Month of the Military Child. Unlike their parent or guardian, military kids didn't choose the military lifestyle. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. 
feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. But they serve the country nonetheless. There are nearly 2 million children who have a parent serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. Military kids relocate three times more often than their civilian counterparts. They experience frequent and long family separations and endure the uncertainty of having a parent or guardian in a dangerous line of work. Despite these challenges, military children are incredibly resilient. For example, children attending school on military bases have higher scores on the nation's report card and have greater high school and college graduation rates than the national averages. And back to our friend Darren, she's no different. She says, I often get called the mom a lot. I'm always with him, making sure everything is good. To show your support for Month of the Military Child, wear purple on April 15th. Reach out to kids of veterans and service members in your community. Or volunteer with a nonprofit organization like Blue Star Families, TAPS, Operation Homefront, or search organizations that support military kids to learn about the many additional organizations there are. So let's show these young people how much we see them and celebrate all that they've done to serve us. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm Sue Rocco, and I'm speaking with Liz Kaplow, the founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. Um, Liz, I wanted to to tell our listeners um, how you met your husband. And the reason I want to talk about him is because I think uh, what I want you to talk about is the importance of having someone in your life that believes in you. So you you met your husband in summer camp. That's pretty unusual yes. that it went back that far as a teenager. And um, I, I know that he's he's such a big supporter of yours. And how how important yeah. do you think it is to have someone, whether it's a family member or a colleague or a friend, that believes in you and helps you with the the risk taking? Yeah, I I really believe that it is a huge part of every woman's success. And when it comes to Evan, we did meet at camp as teenagers, which is I can't even believe it's true, um, but. We sort of grew up together in a way and were able to have this 360 life where he became involved with the business. He's a lawyer by, by background. Um, he became, you know, really a 50-50 partner in raising our girls, which he was way ahead of his time. At that point, you really didn't see as many dads as involved as they are now. Um, and to this day, you know, as CFO, really continues to be such a presence in the business. And also some of these traits of being warm, being hilariously funny. Um, and I think especially during these last few years during COVID, the whole cultural piece at the agency really helping work together on building a culture um, within the agency that would be strong. Um, mm. And I just think that when we, when, when we think about what women need, you know, it's really looking around at your circle. It could be a friendship. It could be relatives, you know, and really 
sort of connecting to people who will believe in you, who will encourage you. And really, that is what Evan um, has, has helped to do all these years for me. Can you take us back to the moment you decided to start your own firm? That's a big decision. Yes. And it was over 20 years ago. Tell me about yes. that moment. So, you know, I had grown up, you know, in an in agency life and really stayed and, and sort of learned. And to me, what spoke to me as far as PR goes was, was not necessarily doing this big campaigns and publicity, but it was more kind of seeing PR as storytelling. And then it was really a new idea and it, it was looking at product and brands as the story behind them and what would make, create an emotional connection with the consumer. Mm -hmm. And that is what I found the agency on because what happened was it really became hard with two little kids to sustain agency life at that time. There was limited Your technology. Your mom, by, by the way, you are I, a mom. Yeah, I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah. I was a mom then. The kids were yeah. little. And it was just a 24-7 round the clock with the agency. So I saw that I would have the opportunity with one client. And I thought, you know what? Let me give it a try. I looked around. I did not see in my life any entrepreneurs, you know, I, I just said, let me do this because it'll actually help me with flexibility. It'll help me keep control of my own schedule. I'm going to try it. I had support of the woman who ran the agency I worked with and she said, give it a try. And you know what? I started with one, uh, little by little grew, but I wanted to start an agency based in this idea of that every brand has a great story to tell. And that really foundationally is what hasn't changed 30 years later. Mm. I want to say one other thing. I think that today when I look at our agency, we, the women, we've really invested in the women with this idea. It hasn't always been perfect. We've had moments where we didn't, where the culture was kind of off and, you know, I told you before when we chatted, Sue, about tree and that whole idea. But what I've seen is that by investing, women really have stayed. I mean, our president has been with us almost a decade. Our senior leadership, they're really invested. And it is by giving them some of this flexibility and this sort of entrepreneurialism within the agency and letting them feel, you know, very much a part of it. And mm -hmm. it's a work in progress. Um, but I, I really, I feel, you know, 30 years later, last year was our 30th anniversary. Um, wow. I feel really great about, you know, sort of the efforts that we've made all, all through these years. You know, Liz, I think you were truly ahead of your time in this in this topic, you know, it Thank seems you. recognizing um, the emotional connection of a client or a customer to a brand or a product creates loyalty, right? Yes. And, you know, you recognize that and you implemented that. And clearly 30 years later, not only to have clients stay with you, but employees stay with you says so much Thank about you, the culture you've created. And only, you know, most recently do we talk about the culture of a company. And and I, I'm always curious why it's taken so long to understand 
the importance of that. So what, you know, with regard to culture, because you mentioned that, what is important to you about the culture in your company? Yeah. Most important. Yes. The culture, while, you know, we started with the best intentions, you know, 30 years ago, we actually weren't thinking about culture first. And for many years, it was always, you know, let's look at results and the business results and the clients. I think there were times, and and this goes back to about 15 years ago, where you know it was a, it was a challenge, and you know really thinking through how do we strengthen it. I'm not sure people really all really did understand why they were there, what was the bigger purpose in in our agency and whatnot, and so it was actually a moment. Uh, we had this house that was really in need of a lot of work. The one really best, great thing about this house where we raised our kids was this tree. And the tree was huge with, with these amazing branches that you felt very protected by. And it had a kind of a bench circling around it. And I remember standing under that tree thinking, you know, a, a, where am I going to go with this culture? How can we strengthen it? How can we get people to understand and to feel a sense of collaboration, to feel a sense of a strong culture? And I realized that TREE, T-R-E-E, could be an acronym for really what would strengthen that culture. And that would be trust, respect, energy, and enthusiasm. And I announced it. It you know, it became what the culture is. And all these years later, when you're interviewed at Caplo, we talk about tree. We have a tree committee that really thinks about this. And during our meetings that are where it's virtual, we give out virtual leaves of gratitude. Um, We're actually going to be doing that tomorrow. And I'm thinking, you know, the faces of the people, they feel so excited to have somebody else give them a virtual leaf um, from the tree. Um, so yeah. you can take the metaphor as far as you want to go. But the point is people need something, right? They need something to hold on to besides just the business of the mm-hmm. work that they are doing each and every day. It's a beautiful visual. Um, we're going to go into our last break, Liz. Um, stay tuned for our watch team, and I will be back with Liz Kaplow, founder and CEO of Kaplow Communications. Now, the women to watch. Marketing Watch. Let's talk about the great resignation. Hi there. My name is Diana Barnes, or DB, as most people call me, and I'm the chief brand officer and creative director at Munchkin the world's most loved baby lifestyle brand. Navigating your career during a global crisis is far from straightforward. Many of us, myself included, have taken stock of our lives, our jobs, and how we spend the time we have. We're always taking inventory of our decisions and making adjustments, but when monumental shifts occur, like a global pandemic, they can result in significant economic movements. Enter the great resignation, the big quit, as it's also known, isn't just an opportunity for workers to find more lucrative jobs that they can do from their living rooms. Instead, it's a chance for people to find careers in companies that fill their cups. At Munchkin, we strive to create a culture where monetary compensation is a slice of the pie, but not the whole thing. When employees feel good about their work, the causes their company supports, and the opportunities afforded to them, they tend to stick around. Workplace flexibility and compensation are motivation factors, but so are recognition, advancement, and education. 
Last year, Munchkin was named a great place to work certified company with 88% of our employees saying it's a great place to work. This accolade isn't a result of competitive salaries and flexible schedules alone. We strive to ensure that employees know they're valued, not just for the work they do, but for who they are. If you oversee a company struggling with employee retention, I urge you to tap into your brand's values and those of your team. In what ways can you bring more value to your employees' lives? How can you invest in them so they invest in you? Putting your employees at the forefront of your strategy will only benefit your company and improve the quality of talent you retain and attract. Now, more of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm speaking with Liz Kaplow. And um, Liz, I thought, you know, this is the, the last segment, something that we talk about a lot on the show are soft skills versus hard skills, I guess. And for women in particular, um, I'm always trying to encourage them to stay connected, I'll say, to those soft skills and who they truly are. Talk about what you've learned about that and how successful someone can be in, in staying attuned to that. Absolutely. In fact, I think just the name, the moniker soft skills, kind of Im- it implies that they're not, you know, as important as the hard or skills. Weak. Or weak, Or that right? they're weaker. Exactly. Yes. You're so yes. right. And I think, you know, when you, when you think about business school or you think about the skills of business, they tend to be operational, financial, learning to read a P&L, all of these things, when in fact, the skills that, that you're mentioning here of empathy, relationship building, adaptability, accountability, listening, all of these things that they're, they are so important, especially today. And I've seen time and time again in working with people with this high-touch approach that, that we're really known for, that being able to come in and use those skills, that that is what will 100% help lead to a, a positive outcomes. Um, so I think for women out there, to, to answer your question, you know, don't get tripped up if you're trying to re-enter the job market or, you know, look look into a change or whatnot in really thinking about what you do have and what you can bring um, and pull that in to the results. I remember in an interview with someone, someone said to me, you know what, my specialty is difficult people. And I thought that was kind of funny and, and smart and it kind of, you know, because you know what the truth is, that's a lot of the situations that you can enter into out there. So yeah. you need to sort of think about what you've been able to achieve through that lens versus just the hard expertise. Yeah. I wonder if you can talk for a few minutes about what you've seen over the vast 30 years um, in companies changing and focusing more on purpose-driven work and how that's really become so incredibly important for a brand. Yes. I think, you know, especially during these last few years, it has become so important. And I think the good companies have recognized that and they've been doing purpose-driven work, you know, for for a long time. Um, I think those that haven't, they're taking a hard look at themselves because the consumer today, really, they want to connect to brands that stand for something. 
And so in a lot of the work that we do, we're helping clients shape their story, not just of their goods and services, but their product offerings, but also of what is their deeper story? What, you know, is there an important organization? Is there an, a mission that they really stand for? And, and then what's really important is making certain that the employees at those brands know that because those employees are ambassadors for the brand. And then they'll, they'll speak to that. They'll also feel connected to their brands and then mm -hmm. to the consumer to really understand that aspect of it. Liz, if I were to ask you, you know, outside of your work and running this company, which I know is incredibly demanding, takes up a lot of your time, what is something you're committed to? Um, I, I know you're an advocate for the advancement of women. Um, and if you want to talk about why that matters to you and, and how you see um, the situation today for women yes. as opposed to 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I know that I wouldn't be here in this moment without the mentors and the women who were willing to teach and pull me through. And I really, I believe that that is important to keep passing along. Well, yeah, I do it every day with the people within the agency, but also that wider group of women. I've been a very big part of New York Women in Communications, and that is an amazing organization because it's women starting out in their career all the way up to women at the pinnacle of their careers. And by staying a part of that and all of the scholar winners and all of the many women involved, I really believe it's a way to continue to give back. You know, mentorship is very, very important, but it's also crucial that we mentor by keeping it real, that we don't, that we show each other and the next generation our vulnerability, that we show where things haven't gone perfectly. Because I think mm -hmm. women look at other women and sort of say, wow, she's achieved that. And we all know that feeling of self-doubt self so that maybe they don't even enter into it. But I think if we mentor each other um, by really keeping it real and true, it leaves the door open to say, you know what, it's not going to be a perfect path. It's going to go in zigs and zags. It does. But I'm going to get into it and I'm going to try something. And because I know that that woman that got there, you know, she fell on some challenging times as well. So mm -hmm. I think to me, that's the most important thing about mentorship. Liz, can I ask you, are you a spiritual person? You know, where do you go in times of adversity and challenge? Yeah. What do you lean on? Yeah, it's such a great question. You know, to me, it's always been people. You know, from from the time I was a little kid, and maybe that's why I remember these stories so well about, you know, my, my grandpa and my parents, my friends. I was such a social kid. And, and you know, I feel like it's always been about the people um, who have raised me up. And, and I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes introspection is an important thing as well, you know, and kind of learning um, to be by myself, which I've been able to do and reading, reading things that aren't always business oriented, but, you know, novels, um, reading things that take you to another place and kind of, you know, able to get be a respite from the day to day of everything that's going on. So all of these things have 
helped me. Um, my daughters, you know, having this incredible relationship, you know, where we really are a team and frankly, being able to laugh, find that humor in things. I think, you know, we don't talk enough about laughing and about humor and trying to keep it light wherever keep we can. Keep it light. Keep you it know? light. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's one of my mantras. Yeah. Yeah. It's really you have to. It's crucial to remember that. It was with two daughters. One of them had a birthday, you know, and, and I'm bringing like the sunglasses that said happy birthday and, you know, the candle. And one of the daughters is like, oh, my God, we look like we're from, I don't know, what are we doing? And they get all this <laughs> noise in the restaurant. But the truth is, you know, we have to make our own fun. And we really have to remember that that's sort of a part of the journey as well as everything yeah. that we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced that one of the keys to your success is that you do not take yourself too seriously and people are drawn to you. So oh, it's such um, a nice I, thing to say. I'm giving that right back to you, Sue. That's why everybody's telling their story to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so appreciate your taking time to, to be on the show. I very much appreciate it. And I hope you'll stay in touch and keep listening. I will. Thanks again. Bye. That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. Stay tuned next week for my interview with attorney Carol Alexis Chen. Have a wonderful week and stay well. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.